Hello, this is Nursing with Leia, and I'm your host. At the beginning of nursing school, hearing head to toe scared me so much. I promise you that it gets easier and it even becomes natural. I'm going to go into a very in-depth episode on head to toe, vital signs, and safety checks. When I do a head to toe, I do not always go from head to toe. My approach is more of a systematic approach, so going by systems like RASP or cardio. It really just depends on my priority for that client. It doesn't really matter what order you do your assessment in as long as you assess all that you need to assess. However, it's important that at the beginning when you're first learning how to do your head to toe that you use a specific order because it will help you organize your thoughts. As you get more more and more comfortable, you will find what works for you. When I first started doing all my assessments, sometimes it would take me up to 20 minutes to assess one person. Now that I have had quite a bit of practice, it almost always takes me under nine minutes. Of course, there are going to be many situations or circumstances that impact the duration of your assessment. How, How many lines and tubes a client has, their level of pain, etc. So before I start, I want to tell you that in practice, you don't always do a full head to toe at once. Sometimes you forget something or the patient ends up having to go to the washroom. You wanna make sure that they go to the washroom before you assess them or another client needs you. That's okay, but make sure to assess vital signs in the system most pertinent to that client. For example, if someone comes in with a respiratory problem, your primary system of concern is respiratory. Check their lungs before you check their bowel sounds, for example. That being said, the ultimate goal is to thoroughly assess all of your clients and do a thorough head-to-toe. An extra consideration is if a person, if there's a language barrier present. Things will be different and I'll discuss that in a different episode. So, you walk in the patient's room first check the door is there a violent sheet is there like a violent sign it's like a little photo with um it's like a purple sign with like an exclamation mark on it are there contact precaution precautions do you have to gown up look at those things then when you enter the patient's room immediately do an abc scan airway if they're talking to you their airway is okay then introduce yourself hello my name is blank and I'm a nursing student from blank. I'll be caring for you today if that's all right. And your primary nurse is blank. Wait for a response. Then continue. I see in your chart that your name is, is there a different name you would prefer for me to call you? By doing this, you're ensuring that you're calling that person by the name that they feel the most comfortable with. I personally like to check the client's ID band at the start of my shift. I ask them to tell me their first and last name and date of birth. That way, I'm checking orientation to person. Then I ask if they can tell me where they are, assessing orientation to place. I ask for the date and year and whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, orientation to time. Make sure to take note if there are any new changes to their orientation or level of consciousness compared to when you last saw them or from what you've read in their chart. Respond to any questions they bring up about their care or preferences, their personal preferences, during any point of your assessment. 
As you're speaking with the client, check that their bed breaks are on, that any safety equipment needed is ready and available. For example, a bag with safety equipment for a chest tube if they have one. Check that the suction and oxygen are working. Take note of equipment in the room like running IVs and do all your site to source checks. I will discuss IV assessment later in the episode. Make sure that the call bell is accessible to the client. Make sure the necessary amount of bed rails are up and down. Ask yourself, do they have a bed alarm? If so, is it on? Ask your client how their sleep was. If they're experiencing any nausea or pain, they may bring up other issues they're experiencing or questions. Address them. Vital signs. Prior to taking a client's vital signs, be sure that you know what their baselines are for each part of your assessment, for example, blood pressure or heart rate. So, if something is out of range, you know whether it is a new or consistent finding. Ask for permission to take the client's vital signs. Apply the blood pressure cuff. If they have IV lines in one arm, try to use the other arm. If they've had a mastectomy or a stroke, take the blood pressure on the non-affected side. On the opposite hand, apply the oxygen saturation monitor on their finger. I prefer the pointer finger. Note if the client is on room air, if they have nasal prongs, are using a face mask, have BiPAP or CPAP, etc. If they are on oxygen, note to what degree. For example, how many liters per mil, sorry, how many liters per minute of oxygen via nasal prongs. Once you begin taking those measurements, for example, the BP and heart rate off the machine, take the client's temperature. State that you will be placing it under their tongue. Once you have obtained your vital signs, take note of the values. If you have an abnormal value in general or or an abnormal value for that particular client, try to reassess. If the client has a blood pressure of 200 systolic, for example, and the blood pressure is normally 120 systolic, you would want to inform your nurse right away. However, for the purpose of this episode, we will assume that all the client's vital signs are stable and they're afebrile, meaning that they have no fever. If you do not know what normal values are for blood pressure, heart rate, oxygen saturation, respiratory rate, and so forth, please pause the episode and review them. Next, you will continue with your head to toe. Remember to always check both sides of whatever you are assessing, if two sides exist. Example, if you check the left side of the chest for respiratory sounds, you must check the right side. For the purpose of this episode, I will not be including focused assessments like a neuro assessment. I'll just be talking, I'll just be referring to a general head to toe, a very in-depth one for that matter. For reference, I use the Stanbridge head to toe physical assessment sheet. I will include the reference in the episode description. First, cardiovascular assessment. Take a note of how their skin looks. Is it pink, pale, cyanotic, jaundice, so yellow, ruddy, flushed, diaphoretic, sweaty? Check their radial pulse. You can't depend on the vital signs machine for 100% accuracy. 
What is the strength of their pulse? Is it regular? Count for 30 seconds and multiply by two if the radial pulse is regular. If the pulse is irregular, count for 60 seconds. While you're checking their radial pulse, after counting for 30 or 60 seconds, count their respirations to get your resp rate. You don't want them to know you are counting their resps because they will usually change their breathing if they know. If respirations are regular, count for 30 seconds and multiply by two. If they're irregular, count for 60 seconds. I will get more into the respiratory assessment shortly. Right after checking their radial pulse and their resps, you want to check their capillary refill. Press on the tip of a finger and take note of how many seconds it takes for blood to refill the blanched finger. Next, listen to the apical pulse for 60 seconds. Listen for the S1 and S2 sounds. Note if the heart rhythm is regular or irregular. Is there a murmur or an extra sound? Is it strong, faint, or muffled? While I listen to the apical pulse, I like to also put my hand on the radial pulse to make sure that the apical and the radial pulse are in sync. Part of the cardiovascular assessment is checking for edema and pedal pulses. However, I like to do this at the very end of my assessment. I don't like touching someone's feet and then going back to touch other parts of their body. So next, after auscultating the heart, I like to take note of their IVs more carefully. For a peripheral IV, look at the site. Is there swelling present, pain on palpation? Is the IV patent and flushing? Is there edema, erythema, meaning redness or pallor? You can't just look at an IV site and know it's okay. You have to feel it. Take note if the IV is saline locked or if it's infusing. If a solution is hanging, Note what the solution or medication is, the rate that it's running at, milliliters per hour, etc. Note if they have any other types of lines as well, for example, CVCs or dialysis lines. With the IVs, I mean, I usually check that as part of my safety check. I usually don't just randomly start listening to their apical pulse and jumping to the IV line, so that's kind of up to you but I like to do it in my safety check. Now for the RESP system. Right after listening to the apical pulse, I try to seamlessly transition to listening to lung sounds. If you have not already noted this, ask yourself how their breathing is. Is it regular, irregular, even, uneven, labored, symmetrical, or asymmetrical? The main question is, do they appear to be in respiratory distress? Are there an, is there a presence of nasal flaring, sternal retractions, intercostal retractions? Ask them if they're experiencing any shortness of breath or discomfort breathing. Ask them if they've had a cough or if you yourself have observed a cough. Assess whether it's productive or non-productive, meaning dry. If there is sputum, how much was there? What was the color? What is the color? And the frequency of the cough. 
If you did not witness the cough, ask the client. Next, auscultate their lungs. Listen to their lungs. If you do not know how to listen to a client's lungs, please review that on your own. You always listen to all the fields, left and right, anterior and posteriorly. Remember that there are three lobes in the right lung and two lobes in the left lung. I don't really like how that sounds. Know that the right lung has three lobes and the left lung has two lobes. Can you hear any wheezing, crackles, rails, ronchi? If you do not know what these are or do not remember, please pause the episode and remind yourself. Do their lung sounds improve with a cough and deep breath? Remember to always report abnormal findings to your primary RN and instructor. The oxygen saturation was already assessed in the vital signs section. Note if the client is using incentive spirometry or any other respiratory treatments. Consider having a conversation about deep breathing and coughing and fluid balance, for example, if you auscultate crackles. Now we move to the gastrointestinal system. Take note of their mucous membranes. Are they intact, moist, dry, pale? Now for the abdomen. Always inspect, then auscultate, then palpate. The order is important. Inspect. Is the abdomen round, flat, scaphoid, obese? Auscultate for bowel sounds in all four quadrants. Note if they are normoactive, hypoactive, hyperactive, or absent. Then you can palpate. Is their abdomen soft, hard, distended, not distended? Do they feel tenderness on palpation? If an NG, GT, JT tube is present, assess it. However, this will be discussed in a different in a different episode. Ask the client when their last bowel movement was. Are they continent or incontinent? What was the color, size, consistency of their stool? Do they have an ostomy? Are they eating? Are they NPO? Are they dysphagic, meaning having difficulty swallowing? Then your genitourinary system. Are they continent or incontinent of urine? Do they have an indwelling catheter? If so, assess. What color is their urine? Is it clear, cloudy? Is there sediment? How often have they been urinating? When they urinate, is there a stinging, burning sensation or any discomfort? Input and output are relevant here. Do they have any fluid restrictions? And lastly, if it's necessary, I usually don't have to do this. It depends what unit you're on, but sometimes you will have to assess genitalia. I won't go into that assessment in detail here. The integumentary system. I assess the integumentary system throughout my entire head to toe. You are looking at the color of their skin, looking if there are any rashes present, abnormal lesions or bumps, check for skin turgor, which is an indicator of fluid balance. Note the temperature of their skin. Is it warm, hot, cool, cold, dry, or moist? 
Do they have any ulcers? If so, assess them. Do they have any wounds or dressings? Also assess them. I will go into depth on wound assessments in another episode. Um, Yeah, so lastly, I always check the legs and the feet last. So check if there's any edema. Is it pitting? Check for capillary refill at the toes. It's the same process. You just um, squeeze the end of the toes and then wait for the color to come back and count how many seconds. Check for sensation of the feet. Check for pedal pulses. These include the dorsalis pedis, which is at the top of the foot, and the posterior tibial pulse, which is kind of behind the ankle. Check for wounds on the heels, especially if the client is a diabetic. Before you leave the room, consider their musculoskeletal system. How is their mobility during your assessment? Do they have any contractures? How was their range of motion? Are they at risk of falls? Consider the psychosocial aspect. How was their behavior? Were they cooperative, uncooperative, pleasant, withdrawn, combative? Do they have any restraints, physical or chemical? That's it for the head to toe. Now, before you leave the room, make sure their call bell is within reach and you have addressed all your patients' questions and concerns. Report your findings to your primary nurse and instructor, chart and complete your nursing notes as soon as possible. Timely charting is very important. Thank you so much for listening and I hope this was helpful. I just recorded an episode on safety checks, vital signs, and head to toe. So I was just listening to it and I realized that I was speaking pretty fast. So that must work for some people. It might work for some people, but for others, it sometimes takes a little bit longer to process some information. So I thought I would re-record a slower version. So I'm going to start again. At the beginning of nursing school, hearing head to toe scared me so much. I promise you that it does get easier and even becomes natural. I'm going to go into a very in-depth episode on head to toe and vital signs. When I do a head to toe, I do not always go from head to toe. My approach is more of a systems approach, like going from rasp to cardiac or cardiac to rasp. It depends on my priority. It does not really matter what order you do your assessment in, as long as you assess all that you need to assess. However, it's important at the beginning that you use a specific order because it will help you organize your thoughts and help you remember all the aspects of the assessment. As you get more and more comfortable, you will find what works for you. When I first started doing all my assessments, sometimes it would take me up to 20 or 30 minutes to assess one person. Now that I've had quite a bit of practice, it almost always takes me under nine minutes. Of course, there are many situations or circumstances that impact the duration of your assessment, like how many lines and tubes a client has or their level of pain. So before I start, 
I want to tell you that in practice, you don't always do a full head-to-toe at once. Sometimes you forget something, or your patient ends up having to go to the washroom, or another client needs you. That's okay, but make sure to assess vital signs and the system most pertinent to that client. For example, if someone comes in with a respiratory problem, your primary system of concern will be respiratory. Check their lungs before you check their bowel sounds, for example. That being said, the ultimate goal is to thoroughly assess all of your clients. And a step in doing this is doing a thorough head to toe. So, you walk into the client's room. Immediately do an ABC scan. Airway breathing circulation. If they're talking to you, you know that their airway is okay. Introduce yourself. Hello, my name is, and I'm a nursing student from. I'll be caring for you today if that's okay. Your primary nurse is blank. Wait for a response. I see in your chart that your name is, is there a different name you would prefer for me to call you? I personally like to check the client's ID band at the start of my shift. I ask them to tell me their first and last name and date of birth. This helps me assess orientation to person. Then I ask if they can tell me where they are, assessing orientation to place. I ask for the date and year and whether it's morning, afternoon, evening, or nighttime. Orientation to time. Make sure to take note if there are any new changes to their orientation or level of consciousness compared to when you last saw them or from what you have read in their charts. Respond to any questions they bring up about their care or personal preferences at any point throughout your assessments. As you are speaking with the client, check that their bed breaks are on that any safety equipment needed is ready and available. For example, a bag with safety equipment for chest tubes. Make sure that all the items necessary are in the bag. Check that the suction and oxygen are working. Take note of equipment in the room, like running IVs, and do all your site-to-source checks. I will discuss IV assessments later in the episode under the cardiovascular system. Make sure the call bell is accessible to the client. Make sure the necessary amount of bed rails are either up or down. Ask yourself if they have a bed alarm. If so, is it on? Ask your client how their sleep was, if they're experiencing any nausea or pain. They may bring up other issues they're experiencing or any questions that they might have and you want to address those. Vital signs. Prior to taking a client's vital signs, be sure that you know what their baselines are for each part of your assessment. For example, their blood pressure or their heart rate. So that if something is out of range, you know whether it is a new or consistent finding. Ask for permission to take the client's vital signs. As well, when you're doing the head-to-toe, 
ask for permission before undoing their gown to assess their heart rate or their lungs and things like that. First, apply the blood pressure cuff. If they have IV lines in one arm, try to use the other arm. If they've had a mastectomy or a stroke, take the blood pressure on the non-affected side. On the opposite hand, apply the oxygen saturation monitor on their finger. I prefer the pointer finger. Note if the client is on room air, if they have nasal prongs, are using a mask, have BiPAP or CPAP. If they are on oxygen, note to what degree. For example, how many liters per mil of oxygen via, via nasal prongs. Once you begin taking those measurements by the click of the button on the machine, take the client's temperature. State that you will be placing the probe under their tongue. Once you have obtained your vital signs, take note of the values. If you have, have an abnormal value in general or an abnormal value for that particular client, try to reassess. If the client has a blood pressure of 200 systolic, for example, and their blood pressure is normally 120 systolic, you would want to inform your primary nurse right away. However, for the purpose of this episode, we will assume that all clients' vital signs are stable, within normal reference range, and that the client is afebrile, meaning that they have no fever. If you do not know what normal values are for blood pressure, heart rate, oxygen saturation, respiratory rate, and so forth, please pause the episode and review them. Next, you will continue with your head to toe. Remember to always check both sides of whatever you are assessing if two sides exist. For example, if you're checking the left side of the chest for respiratory sounds, you must check the right side. For the purpose of this episode, I will not be including focused assessments like a neuro assessment, just a general head to toe. For reference, I used the Stanbridge head to toe physical assessment sheet. I will include the reference in the episode description. First, I assess the cardiovascular system. Take note of how their skin looks. Is it pink, pale, cyanotic, meaning bluish, jaundice, meaning yellowish, flushed, or diaphoretic, meaning sweaty? Check their radial pulse. You can't depend on the machine for 100% accuracy. What is the strength? Is it regular? Count for 30 seconds and multiply by two if the radial pulse is regular. If the pulse is irregular, count for 60 seconds. While you are checking their radial pulse, after counting for either 30 or 60 seconds, count their respirations. You don't want them to know you are counting their resps because they will usually change their breathing if they know. If respirations are regular, count for 30 seconds and multiply by two. If they're irregular, count for 60 seconds. I will get more into the respiratory assessment shortly.
Check their capillary refill. Press on the tip of a finger and take note of how many seconds it takes for the blood to come back to the blanched finger. Next, listen to the apical pulse for 60 seconds. Listen for the S1 and S2 sounds. Note if the heart rhythm is regular or irregular. Is there a murmur or an extra sound? Is it strong, faint, or muffled? When I listen to the apical pulse, I like to also put my hand on their radial pulse to make sure the apical and radial pulse are in sync, meaning that they're beating at the same time. Part of the cardiovascular assessment is checking for edema and pedal pulses. However, I do this at the end of my assessment, so I'll cover it in a bit. After auscultating the heart, I like to take note of their IVs more carefully. For a peripheral IV, look at the site. Is there swelling present? Is there pain on palpation? Is the IV patent and flushing? Is there edema, erythema, meaning redness or pallor? You cannot just look at an IV site and know that it's okay. You have to feel it. Take note if the IV is saline locked or if it is infusing. If a solution is hanging and running, note what the solution or medication is, the rate, mils per hour, and so forth. Note if they have any other types of lines, like a CVC or a dialysis line. I often do the IV and line assessments as part of my safety check. Respiratory system. Right after listening to the apical pulse, I try to seamlessly transition to listening to lung sounds. If you, have al if you have not already noted this, ask yourself how their breathing is. Is their breathing regular, irregular, even, uneven, labored, symmetrical, or asymmetrical? The main question is, do they appear to be in respiratory distress? Signs of respiratory distress can include presence of nasal flaring, sternal retractions, inter intercostal retractions. Ask them if they're experiencing any shortness of breath or discomfort breathing. A mistake that many um, new nurses make is thinking that the nurse can assess shortness of breath. The nurse cannot. Shortness of breath is a subjective finding. Ask the client if they have had a cough or if you have observed a cough, assess whether it is productive or non-productive, meaning dry. If there is sputum, how much? What was the color? And what is the frequency of their cough? If you did not witness the cough yourself, you can ask the client these questions and hope that they remember. Next, listen to their lungs. If you do not know how to listen to a client's lungs, please review that on your own. Always listen to all the fields, left and right, anterior and posterior. Remember that the right lung has three lobes and the left lung has two lobes. Ask yourself, do you hear any wheezing, crackles or rails, ronchi? 
If you do not know what these are or do not remember, please pause the episode and remind yourself. Do their lung sounds improve with a cough and deep breath? Remember to always report abnormal findings to your primary RN and instructor. Oxygen saturation was already assessed in the vital signs section. Note if they are using incentive spirometry or any other respiratory treatments. For example, if you auscultate crackles, consider having a conversation about deep breathing and coughing, fluid balance and ambulation. Now for the gastrointestinal system. Take note of their mucous membranes. Are they intact, moist, dry, pale? Always inspect the abdomen first then auscultate, and then palpate. The order is important. Inspection, auscultation, then palpation. I don't personally percuss. Is the abdomen round, flat, scaphoid, or obese? Auscultate for bowel sounds in all four quadrants. Note if they are normal active, hypoactive, hyperactive, or absent. Palpate. Is their abdomen soft, hard, distended, not distended? Do they feel tenderness on palpation? If an NG, GT, JT, or any type of tube of that kind are present, you will assess them. However, this will be discussed in a different episode. Ask the client when they had their last bowel movement. Consider if they are continent or incontinent of stool. When they have a bowel movement, or ask them about their bowel movement, assess the color, size, and consistency of their stool. Do they have an ostomy? Are they eating? What kind of diet do they have? Are they NPO? Are they dysphagic, meaning that they have difficulty swallowing? Genitourinary system. Are they continent or incontinent of urine? Do they have an indwelling catheter? If so, assess. What color is their urine? Is their urine clear, cloudy? Is there sediment present? How often have they been peeing? Do they have any stinging, burning, or discomfort while urinating? Input and output, input and output are relevant here. Are they on any fluid restrictions? Integumentary system. I assess the skin throughout my entire head to toe. You're looking at the color of their skin, if there are any rashes present, if there are any abnormal lesions or bumps present. Check their skin turgor. You do this by Either on their sternum or the back of their forearm, you lift up their skin and you see if it bounces back quickly. This is an indicator of fluid balance. Note the temperature of their skin. Is it warm, hot, cool, cold, dry, or moist? Do they have any ulcers? If so, assess. Do they have any wounds or dressings? Assess. Lastly, the legs and the feet. Is there edema? Is it pitting or non-pitting? 
Check for capillary reflow at the toes. Check for sensation of the feet. Check pedal pulses. These include the dorsalis pedis, which is at the top of the foot, and the posterior tibial pulse, which is behind the ankle. Check for wounds on the heels, especially if the client is a diabetic. Before you leave the room, consider their musculoskeletal system. How was their mobility during your assessment? Do they have any contractors? How was their range of motion? Are they at risk of falls? Remember that bed alarm. Consider the psychosocial aspect. How was their behavior? Were they cooperative? Were they uncooperative? Pleasant, withdrawn, combative? Do they have any restraints, physical or chemical? Before you leave, make sure their call bell is within reach and you have addressed all your patients' questions and concerns and thank them for their time. Report your findings to your primary nurse. Chart and complete your nursing notes as soon as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that this was helpful. Thank you.